Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To five three three four two New York, call the twenty four seven Hope Line at one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, just wanted to add this quickly to the front of the show. We ended up recording a little bit earlier than we normally do on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, the main thrust of this this episode of Woke Bros is centered on the Dems and their inability to extend the moratorium on evictions. Uh, They came up with a bunch of excuses and we spend the episode saying why that would be a complete and utter disaster. However, right after we wrapped up the episode, the New York Times broke this news and the headline says this, President Biden is expected to announce a new eviction moratorium in areas with high levels of the coronavirus after a previous ban expired. Uh, White House aides and officials with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention were working out details of a potential deal on Tuesday that could include a new freeze that would remain in place until October the 3rd. But officials involved in the process warned that the situation was in flux and no final decision had been made. So there you go. I guess at the 11th hour, they're trying to work something out. Um, Again, this episode is still going to be very informative as to why it would be a disaster if they sat on their hands and did nothing. Um, Thank you as always for watching the Woke Bros. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Peace. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Bros. Of course, I'm Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazdy Lambray, joined as always by my partner in crime, the the Spaniard, the conquistador himself, Nando Vila, <laughs> on the west side of Los Angeles. What's up, bro? 
I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, I watched that new Disney movie, Jungle Cruise, and I was very offended as a Spaniard because the villains are Spanish conquistadors, like the the, the evil spirits of Spanish conquistadors living within the Amazon. And I was like, this is just anti-Spain <laughs> propaganda, dude. This is I'm going to go full identity politics and and cry about the fact that Edgar Ramirez, who plays the bad guy, is from Venezuela. He's not even from Spain. You know, so they're violating my identity rights here. <laughs> right. We, 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 they're not doing a good enough job of portraying the inventors of colonialism. Yeah. Um, in a positive light. Well, actually, technically, well, I guess we were the inventors of colonialism, but because the, the age of ex, because the age of exploration was started by the Portuguese. The Portuguese mm, were the real OGs, mm, you know? They're the real OGs. Um, Got you. Yeah. 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 Well, that's another show for another day, but I do want to say something. I want to um, shout out to everybody who reached out to us um, about last week's episode. It seemed to be a yeah. hit amongst the audience. People loved the discussion. So shouts to our man, Burt Cooper. Um, you know, I know he did uh, the, the Bree, Bree show or whatever. Yeah. Like he's, Bad faith. He's, he's all over the place. He's moving and shaking. He just texted me today about some other stuff that's happening. So shouts to Bert. Shouts to everybody who enjoyed the episode, man. That's the type of stuff we try to deliver here. Just stuff that you're not going to see elsewhere. Now, on today's show, our guy, Barack Hussein Obama, is turning 60 this year. Pretty soon, yeah. and in commemoration of the big six, oh Nando, he's throwing a soiree, a fete, a party, mm -hmm. a yep. fiesta, if you will. Yep. Um, and it plans, and it's and it's sure to be one of the biggest hot ticket items of the year. Uh, I think Axios got their hands on some of the details of. Yep. Obama's 60th birthday, and um, you're not going to want to miss that. We're going to get to that at the end of the show. Yeah. But first, we got to get to the Democratic Party, the most pathetic party in America. Um, <laughs> these people, when given an opportunity, will never squander the opportunity to squander an opportunity. Like, they... Yeah cannot ever get out of their own way. And the latest way that they've done so, Nando, is this sort of moratorium on evictions in the United States that we started when the pandemic happened. It was like, all right, people are getting kicked out of their jobs. Um, you know, some, some jobs just can't afford to pay people, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. We can't put people out on the streets. Um, it was understood that this was the right thing to do under the Republican president, Nando. Yeah, that's the crazy. That's the crazy part about this. Under Donald J. Trump, this moratorium was started. Of course, it's been known for basically since it happened that uh, you know this date was coming; that it was going to be. It, it, the date would soon come that they could kick people out. Renters, I mean, excuse me, landlords could kick the renters out. Uh, again, this was a federal moratorium. Places like New York and I think the state of Virginia have um, state ordinances where they're helping, they're giving people money to stay in their apartments. Um, there are places that are doing it individually, but on a federal level, Nando, once this thing expires, landlords 
the real estate interest will be allowed to kick people off so that they can start making money again. Of course, recently Joe Biden and them. So again, the question is being posed to the house. Hey, Pelosi, what are you doing? Why are you not, um, you know, uh, pushing this thing forward? Yeah. Like, let's get, let's keep people in their houses. Well, we're waiting on direction from the White House. The White House is like, no, we want Congress to do it. We don't have the power to unilaterally do this, et cetera, et cetera, which we know, Nando, is not true. If mm. Joe Biden wanted to, he could, with the wave of a pen, extend the moratorium, keep people in their houses, and figure out a way, all right, maybe we got to pay landlords. Maybe we got to do something else, but like getting, having people be kicked out is ridiculous. But yeah. here we are, uh, Nando, and I know you want to jump in here. And there's a trillion reasons as to why this is stupid. But the main reason is this, and we say it all the time on the show. The Republicans are going to give them the xenophobia, the anti-immigration, the, the God-bothering, the gun. They're going to give them all of that while never promising any of the other stuff. The Dems give them none of that yeah. and then don't deliver on any of the other shit and expect to stay in power. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is what's crazy about this is that you you touched it right on the head is that when in 2022, when, this, when the election rolls around, Republicans can say, listen, when we were in power, when Trump was in power and we controlled the Senate and the House, uh, or just the Senate, really, um, we passed the eviction moratorium when COVID happened and you got to stay in your apartment. And then Democrats got in power. They took the Senate and the White House. Uh, they kicked you out of their homes. Um, and the thing is, they'll be 100 percent correct about that, because <laughs> yeah. this is it's hard to overstate just how fucking crazy this is that the Democrats are allowing this to happen. It's. Estimates vary between, say, like. 4 million or 6 million people yep. are um, expected to be evicted from their homes. Um, you know, some of those people are going to be able to go, you know, live with family or, or whatever temporarily. But a lot of those people are going to go on the streets. Like we're going to see a rise in homelessness, which is already a major crisis in America. Half a million homeless people, 66,000 just here in L.A. where you and I are, which is yep. just it's like the political issue here right now is the, mm -hmm. is the homelessness crisis. Um, and they're just like the sense of urgency from Democrats is exactly zero. It's zero. I mean, compare this to how fucking insane they went over the commission to study the January 6th, uh, quote unquote, insurrection, you know, like, which is like, who gives a shit? You know, like, uh, it's just it's the stupidest fucking thing in the world. Um, but when it comes to keeping millions of people um, in their homes, they don't do anything, like literally nothing. And like you said, they're the Pelosi and, and Biden are tossing this back and forth at each other. They're like, oh, uh, you do it. And they're like, no, no, you do it. The truth is that both could do it. You know, Biden does have the authority to do it. The CDC does have the authority. They did it already. You know, they could just extend it. People, Democrats are saying like, well, no, the Supreme Court said that they had to end it or whatever. And but that's like, that's just not true. They could, first of all, you can challenge the the uh, the legitimacy of the Supreme Court um, if you really wanted to. The Supreme, like, the Supreme Court doesn't have an enforcement mechanism for any no. of this shit, no. you know? So they could easily do it. There's, there's, and by the there's... way, in order for the Supreme, the Supreme court can, can signal that they want to do that, but they, they somebody's going to have to put together a class action type of lawsuit to even get it there. Excuse me. That's going to take yeah. a minute and it's going to cost those folks. 
Yeah. By the way, who want to try to take it to the Supreme Court to be like, yo, the 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 renter, the lenders, excuse me, the landlords of America need to be able to kick people out to start making yeah. money again. All right, cool. Go ahead. Call their bluff on that one. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the crazy thing also is that this is happening in the context of the of the Delta variant, basically shooting COVID numbers up to the to the degree to the place they were last summer. Um, you know, you're seeing hospitals filling up again. You're seeing co uh, cases rise up, even amongst people who are who are vaccinated. Although it looks like you know the vaccinated people aren't getting hospitalized at the same at the same clip that that, that it does protect you against the worst right. effects. Which, but which, which it was said honestly when the vaccine came out, they were like, yeah. at the very least, you will not die after having. You will not die exactly. Yep. Um, but but the Delta variant is like a very real thing, and it's like ravaging parts of the country. And you know they're just going to throw millions of people out into the streets in 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 the midst of that. The other crazy thing is was that the the federal government did pass as part of the initial COVID relief uh, bill, the CARES Act passed under Trump. They passed forty five billion dollars to uh, renters' assistance, um, which was <laughs> crucially. Is a federal is a federal money that went to the states and the states had to administer it. But once you do that, once you leave it up to the states to do it, these states are all all these state governments are completely hollowed out. They don't have the capacity to do it because of the fact that states have to balance their budget. They can't raise revenue, you know, like especially in a time when when the economy is collapsing, they 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 can't run a deficit. So so they don't have the administrative capacity to administer these funds which means that only 6% of the funds have been administered, you know? So there's $45 billion just sitting in state coffers while people are falling behind on their rent and getting kicked out uh, of their homes. It's absolutely insane. Like, had they done it kind of like the, the federal PPP loan, which went to small businesses uh, uh, that was administered by the federal government and was successfully doled out, you know, because when the federal government does it, they have the muscle to actually get this money out there. The states individually do not. Um, so that's the other crazy thing about this. And, and then just the fact that the eviction moratorium, which is the bare minimum that you have to do in a situation of, of crisis, because like the eviction moratorium was not a rent, uh, cancellation program. Like right. you were, you were accruing debt, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like at, when this was done, people were going to find themselves stuck yeah. with a bill of like eight months nine months back rent, you know, people who yeah. are, who are unemployed, but at least you got to a roof over your head and you weren't on the fucking street, you know, um, a real sane policy would basically make that whole, they would administer, they would deliver federal funds to people to pay all this back rent to, to, to pay, you know, to, to be able to stay in their homes and not fall into tens of thousands of more debt to top it off with the medical debt and the student debt and all the other forms of debt that, that exist in this country. So it's just like the bleakest, the bleakest, most horrifying political thing that I can remember. Um, it's just, and the Democrats are 100% to blame because they're in power. Like they're going to, they're going to blame Republicans. And of course, Republicans don't help. Like they didn't do anything. They don't give a shit about right. the renters and, and the eviction moratorium either, but the Democrats are in power. You know, like use your power. You when you have power, you have to use it. If you don't, it's on you, man. Well, and again, and what's frustrating is this is the kind of thing that somebody like you or I would have predicted after our guy lost the primary uh, in 2020. It's like this is why a Biden presidency is going to suck because he's going to suck up to the business interests at every single turn, and we know. This is nothing but a suck up to the real estate interest, right? The real estate sort of um, 
moneyed class. Like, and also not to mention because of the fact that hedge funds and investment banks have now gotten in on, you know, becoming landlords in single oh, yeah. family homes. We know how influential Wall Street is within the Democratic Party establishment. So you can bet your ass those people are having to say, like, hold on, man, we're trying to fucking charge rents again. What the hell is going on? That was part of the investment. Kick these folks out. All of that. And, you know, the worst part about this, to, to, to bring it back to the Biden administration, is I remember when we did the victory lap when they passed the um the the COVID relief bill and it was two point two trillion dollars and it's like yo finally they're learning the lessons of the Barry administration with the deficit bullshit put money in people's hands get them right and it's gonna pay off. Um, initial reports of the infrastructure bill felt like they were going in that same direction. Instead. What we see is like, no, we want to do a completely milk toast version of the infrastructure. Yeah, kick those people out. And, you know, the stupidest part about this is that, yo, Biden, you were there. The reason why people turned their backs on you idiots is because y'all bailed out Wall Street and let a bug did nothing for those folks. Absolutely yeah. nothing. You said, no, 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 no. The rich people, no, we got to make them whole, even though they invented this crisis, then compounded it by getting, by falsifying the documents so that they could ensure these horrible bets. So not only did they make the money on the front end, they made sure when these bets failed that they had insurance and took down the whole damn insurance market with them. And what did you guys do? You said, yo, let's bail them out. But homeowners... Those people who no. were getting foreclosed on on their dream homes, fuck them. Leave them alone. And they learned none of those freaking lessons. And the bottom line is people can't say Barry did dick all for me. Period. Period. Yeah. He, he talked about Trayvon Martin could have been his son and he did all of this. And, you know, he did all of the shit that gets you. <laughs> it sounds good rhetorically and it gets you a lot of points in liberal circles when you chat, 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 because there's nothing these motherfuckers like than flowery words. That shit gets you everything with those, with that fucking crowd. People who don't have to worry about being evicted or being foreclosed on, they yeah. love words. Words make their fucking day. They have circle jerks to words. But as far as actions and doing stuff, having a tangible impact on people's lives, Barry did dick all. And the lesson that Joe Biden learned from this is like, yeah, let's do the bare minimum on infrastructure. Let's let people get kicked out on their homes, um, out of their homes. And um, yeah, that'll be good enough because guess what? Donald Trump's no longer being caught on the hot mic talking about grabbing people by the pussy. Yeah. And Waz, you know, it's we're in August, man. In September, the COVID relief runs out. The, right. the, the expanded unemployment insurance. And they are not going to extend it. No, no. They've shot. already. They don't. Even, they're not even pretending to try to extend it with the eviction moratorium. At the last second, they're like, "Oh, you know, we should do something about this." But it's you know, it's in two days. By the way, we're going to go on vacation on Saturday for seven weeks. Um, so we're not going to do it. And we're just going to go on vacation while millions of people in America get evicted from their apartments. The COVID uh, relief runs out in September. They are not going to extend it. They don't. They've. I think they've decided that the COVID relief is over, that we're just going to, you know, we the government stepped in for a while to help people. 
and it actually did help people. You know, we, we've talked about just how, you know, how much poverty was reduced by the size of, of the CARES package and then the, the, the follow-up under, under Biden, which was just huge. The, the amount of people that just got money in their pockets, both the one-time checks, but the, also the expanded unemployment insurance, like reduced the poverty rate tremendously. It increased workers' bargaining power um, when it came to uh, industries like um, the service industry and restaurants and things like that. We've heard restaurant pe- uh, owners complaining, they're like, they don't want to work for $7 an hour and, and be my little slave uh, um, <laughs> for, you know, all week uh, anymore. You know, like they're complaining about that shit. And I think the Biden administration decided it's like, that's over. We're listening to the restaurant owners. We're listening to the major real estate in- interests. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. And I'm sorry, but because in America, workers have no power, that's gonna. That's what's gonna happen. You know, the the pieces that that came out when Biden first took power, comparing him to a new FDR and the thing. You know, like, oh my God, like this is the most transformative presidency since FDR or LBJ or whatever. They missed the fundamental point, which is something that we talk about here a lot. Shit don't happen unless workers have labor power. Workers have labor power through one vehicle, and that's labor unions. That's it. And in America right now, we have a sub 9% labor union density, which means nothing meaningful is gonna is gonna be able to yeah. is gonna be able to be achieved. When FDR was doing the New Deal, he was doing it because labor unions were massive at the time. Massive. Between 30 and 40% of the workers in America were in a labor union and they were extremely militant, full of fucking communists and socialists who were like, no, this is, you know, like they were just like, you know, and people and the the business interests were freaked the fuck out, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's when that's that's when that balance of power was shifted in that way. That's when the government started delivering for people. But before that, in the 1890s, when labor power was weak, yeah, this is just the, this is just the new gilded age. We 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 had the homie on um, to talk about that, and yeah, yeah it, this is the new gilded age. There is no worker power, and basically, capital gets to run roughshod over all of us. Again, 
we talked about it on this show, not to sound like a broken record. Uh, this idea that, you know, you whenever you're watching CNBC or you read Forbes or the Wall Street Journal and this idea that, you know, this economy is messed up because workers don't want to work. They're not going back <laughs> yeah, to ridiculous. the shitty jobs that they had before. Nobody framing it. A couple of people framing it. Even people like Ezra Klein, who used to be, you know, a really insufferable lib. Even he was just like, man, I don't think that's the that's the framing right now. Because if people don't want to go to those jobs, to me, that says a lot about those jobs. Yeah. Um, and But nobody's framing it like that. now. And, and Biden has, you know, he's done his best to be like, yo, we need to increase worker power, blah, 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 blah. But what's he actually doing in service of those goals and those aims? It doesn't seem like he's doing much. And so, yeah, this is disappointing. This And this is going to cost him. Yeah. All of these decisions to be, you know, sort of, just so weak, just half measures. All of these half measures are not going to do a single thing for you. Although I did get the letter from Joe Biden the other day about the 1400. Um, so shouts to Joe Biden. Oh, for nice. Yeah, that's nice. I need to get, I need to get mine. Uh, I need to figure <laughs> out where, where mine is. I think mine got lost in the mail. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, I, I hate to like do the, the, like the, the, the political prognosticator guy, you know, like, how is this going to affect his chances in the world terms? You know, like, while millions of people are being thrown on the street. Well, the fact is that, that how this is going to affect his chances in the midterms, it's going to be fucking bad. You know, like, we're, I mean, if they allow the eviction moratorium to just go ahead, and if they allow the COVID relief to just go ahead, and they're going to pass some little bullshit infrastructure bill, which is no one's going to notice, uh, because they're not even going to, like, administer the funds uh quickly they're not going to do any they're not going to hire people at a, at a at a quick enough pace they're going to get fucking hammered they're going to get hammered especially because covid is coming back and people blame the guy in power for the bad stuff that's happening in the world it's unfair if it's you want but that's yep. that's that's how it goes and if you don't do anything to actually mitigate people's sufferings while the bad thing which is not your faults uh is happening people are going to blame you and if the Delta variant is coming back strong and COVID is coming back strong and they have to institute masks again and the lockdown, God forbid, another fucking lockdown again, it's going to be a political bloodbath for the Democrats, like an absolute political bloodbath. I think like politically, the lockdowns and the masks are like tremendously unpopular. Um, I get that they have to do it. Um, but if you're not making people financially stable and whole while you're doing that, People are just going to see you as an annoying fucking, you know, little nanny state that just beats them down and doesn't and doesn't help them with anything. You got to do both things at the same time. You got to like you got to help people and make them financially whole and stable and secure if you're going to ask them to sacrifice by doing the masks and the lockdowns. If not, they're just going to be fucking pissed. And again, you know, all of the spending stuff was immensely popular. All of yeah. Trump's spending was popular. Biden came in, did a big spend. It was popular. It was all popular except for with one um, demographic, the capital, the money. It was unpopular yeah. with them because, again, restaurant owners, uh, business owners who want to exploit the labor of your constituency, Joe Biden, of course, they're like, I don't want that shit to come out of my pocket. Yeah, I'm like, no, they. I was used to them working for six dollars an hour. Why the hell yeah. should I have to pay them 950 now? That's ridiculous. Why is the standard being raised for what 
you know, and, and again, they never want to do that math when they never want to do the math of, look, uh, there's more tenants than there are landlords just by that math alone. And like you said, this isn't freaking, oh, we're wiping the slate clean. This is just, we're delaying the amount of time that you have to pay these homies. Like, um, <laughs> you're not even doing anything that special for these people. No. Um, and again, they just could never get the math right on this. I know there's a lot of, we always hear about the small business owner. Or what about just plain old workers, man? What about the homies yeah. that work at Amazon and work at Walmart and work at Chick-fil-A and work at wherever the hell they work? There's just so many more of these people than the hoity-toity fancy crowd that they want to appeal to, that the people who read Wall Street Journal and watch whack-ass CNBC. It's just like this is just simple math. But, you know, beyond the math factor, I think the people who are in their orbit who are in the orbit of Joe Biden, who are in the orbit of Kamala Harris, are more likely to identify with the boss classes. That's that's yeah. why they're so sensitive to their needs and their wants. It's not just the donors, right? Like there is the donors in the lobby. Oh, yeah. The people, it, all of the people who would be who would go to your dinner party, Kamala Harris, are in closer proximity to those people yeah. than a Walmart worker. And that's that's what you see here. I just love Kamala was walking in, like, you know, was walking somewhere and a reporter like right up to her and asked her, you know, what about the eviction moratorium? Are you guys going to do anything to extend it? Like, are you guys going to do anything? And she just goes, it's a very important issue. It's a very important issue. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Dude, uh, it's just the, the Kamala. Kamala is like one of the worst politicians. I, I like just yeah, as a pure instincts. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible instincts, man. Just like as a pure kind of political animal she has terrible instincts like she's gonna get when she whatever she runs like whatever republican is just gonna absolutely wipe the floor with her um she is just gonna be totally clueless like a deer in headlights and she's gonna run and they're gonna like she's probably gonna win the democratic party nomination vps usually win the democratic party nomination like it's very hard to fight against that name recognition and uh yeah she is gonna get Tom absolutely cotton's gonna have his way with her um, oh my God. And here we go. Look, the, this is this is an unmitigated disaster. Uh, we figured we'd cover it because it's just like, it's one of those things, like, for instance, this isn't like immigration, where I get why the Democrats yeah. are so, like, bad on it. Because, yeah. like, there's an actual cost to it. Like, there is an anti-immigration strain, not just on both sides. And threading the needle of having a good message on immigration is hard. Yeah. I get that. So when they mess There's that a up, visceral response from people at the idea of, of like... Yes, of letting more people I, in. And I, I don't agree with it. Right. I, but I, I understand, understand why they have a from, hard yeah. time dealing yeah. with that. This yeah. is not the case. No. Nobody, there is no mass constituency lining up against this. This yeah. is just cruelty for the sake of sucking up to the capital class. As if yeah. you haven't done enough for those fucking jokers already. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's. No, I, I mean, know, it's, it's pretty grim point. to think about like just how, how much billionaire wealth has expanded during the pandemic while everyone else has gotten poorer, yeah. you know, like, or has their wealth kind of wiped out. Um, 
And and at the same time, like what you mentioned, like BlackRock just buying up all these homes, like it's going to become a situation where we're going to have two classes of people in this country. We're going to have, you know, a very small elite who owns kind of the giant uh, multi acre mansions on, you know, the the coastline of Martha's Vineyard for $12 million, uh, like friend of the show, Barack Obama. And then there's going to be everyone else who's just going to fucking rent from BlackRock, <laughs> you know? Um, and again, when, you know, it, it always sucks to rent from anyone. Um, but if you're renting from a massive corporation, man, that is just like, good luck dealing with that landlord, you know? Like, if landlords suck to deal with all of them. You know, every once in a while you get like a nice one who's like, you know, there is a structural kind of, imbalance in that relationship but sometimes like if it's just an individual like you know you can appeal to their kind of better angels like a corporation just like this faceless you know mass of capital uh just staring right back at you while you're trying to like fix your fucking like toilet seat you know like yeah good luck with that man again depressing news but you know we must soldier on squeaky doors clogged sinks finicky engines when things break down around the house, you take care of it. However, when something's off in the bedroom, you uh, uh, just try not to think about it. Uh, I, nothing. I was just tired. I'm, I'm, I just stressed a little bit. Come on, man. What are you waiting for? Take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com B-O-M and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M now. And if you do, you'll get $15 off your first month. It's really time to take care of your ED. And remember, if you get started today, you'll save $15 on your first order of ED treatment. Barack Obama's 60th birthday party, which is happening mm. in Martha's Vineyard, if I'm not yes. um, mistaken. Yeah, at his crib, his massive palatial estate on the coast out in New England with the rest of the wasps. I'm sure his I think his mom is actually descended from wasps. I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I might be making that up. But his mom might be descended from the wasp class. Uh, anyway, so it's only right that he goes to his ancestral home of yeah. New England. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's one of those things um, of, you know, liberal decadence. Um, the, the reason why we bring this up, Nando, is because yeah. when people say that the Dems are full of shit, and liberals are full of shit. I think these two segments, the eviction moratorium and Barack Obama's crazy house party is part of that continuation. That's not to say this guy shouldn't be having a house party, but it's like, damn, this man of the people having his birthday in Martha's Vineyard with the richest, most famous people in the world. 
um, it's quite jarring to see. Yeah, I mean, it's again, they just don't even care about the optics anymore. No. Um, they don't even care. The Obamas they, definitely don't. It's over. They fun. don't. And and it's like, you know, and, and they've probably made the calculation, and they're probably right, that our base these days, which is, incre which is increasingly um, affluent professionals, college educated people, you know, you're starting to see. You're starting to see working class voters abandon the Democratic Party and they're substituting them for these kind of more affluent college educated voters. You know, they've been so um, acculturated in the college milieu and like how to how to act in polite society. They're not going to vote fucking Republican. You know, they're going to they're not going to vote for those disgusting Republicans. They're so disgusting, you know, like and of yeah. course, like, I mean. Listen, you and I are right. the same. We're not going to vote for any fucking Republican ever, yeah. you know. And the Democrats, the the Democratic Party leadership has made that calculation that they don't even they don't even have to bother with this kind of thing. Like this is the they don't even give a shit that as the Delta variant is you know crushing people again and people are going back to the hospitals and and you know and getting sick and and as the eviction moratorium is 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 happening and as the COVID relief is ending in September. I'm just going to throw this massive uh, birthday party in the midst of it um, where I'm going to invite 400 people. I'm going to have 200 staff working, you know, like that's what I think like one staff for every two people is, you know, that's like crazy. what do they, what do they get your own personal fucking Butler, you know, like to follow you around the party. Um, the, the ratio, you know, remember, the ratios weren't that good during slavery. Uh, seriously, <laughs> like I, I, I remember when the financial crisis hit. Like random finance, like finance guys who were rich were throwing their their birthday parties, and they got like a ton of criticism for it. You know, like I remember Leon Black threw this like massive birthday party, um, and it, like you know it was just like covered all over the news, and it was a big issue. Like now they don't even give a shit. They just don't give a shit. And Obama, you know, like he's just gonna, you know, he just wants to hang out with Richard Branson, his fellow one percenters, um, and just, you know, talk about uh whatever the fuck it is they talk about. But my favorite thing was the thing that made me fucking laugh was the uh Instead of gifts, Obama in the invitation said, um, in, lieu, in lieu of gifts, one person familiar with the gathering said, guests are being asked to consider giving to programs that work to support boys and young men of color and their families here at home in the United States, empower adolescent girls around the world, and equip the next generation of emerging community leaders. That's, uh, isn't that nice, Was You know, he doesn't want another, he doesn't want another, uh, I don't know what what do rich people give each other these days like you know uh a, like a special wine cooler or or, uh, or, or a first class ticket to to mars or out of space on space oh yeah yeah yeah, Bezos yeah no 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 or like uh you know a first edition copy of like huckleberry finn or something you know like <laughs> <laughs> well not that one because it says the n-word so it's, it's been canceled but uh um... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know uh it said we're supposed to you know empower the emerging communities leaders in some way but that not even like it's not even like a thing it's like we're you're encouraged to do it you don't have to do it if you want you can still come to the fucking party um it's great yeah and again this is liberalism in a nutshell right like i'm gonna throw yeah. <laughs> i'm i'm gonna throw <laughs> I'm gonna throw this lavish party, um, this extremely decadent thing. But 
we're gonna have like you know people give to like charities where black boys get to go to school for whatever right like we're not yeah. gonna we're not gonna try to figure out the, the education crisis in America or figure out how to get people into well-paying jobs um etc cetera, etc cetera. we're gonna have a little drop box at the party where 200 freaking staff are hired to work to so that my guests are thoroughly entertained um yeah. we're just gonna let these rich people figure out the little charity that they want to give away to the little whatever tax write-off they want to give away so little jay kwan could have decent school books yeah. in uh brownsville brooklyn uh it's <laughs> you know it's sad but what else are you supposed to expect from the Obamas, man? They're all, they're hundred millionaires now, yeah. dude. Like, yeah, they're not billionaires. Um, they're not quite that, but they are. They're functionally they're functionally function billionaires, though. Yes. They, I mean, the access you, to power to and the privilege access, they have, the power, yeah. the connections, functionally. Yeah. Billionaires like the billionaires aren't like spending that money. Like they don't right, like you know right. they're functionally the same right now. And it's and the Obamas have the degree of power that the billionaires have anyway. Exactly. So, so like, what difference people, does it fucking make? Are yeah. the elite of the elite, and yes, um, yeah, let but... them have cake if if that's what they want. Let them have the crumbs of <laughs> my uh, my party guest charitable whims. Yeah, no, a friend of the show, Matt Carp, who was on here, you mentioned he's the guy who talked about the 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 second Gilded Age. He tweeted out, he's like, Obama's party sounds weak compared to Bill Clinton's uh, 60th birthday party. And I looked it up, uh, Bill Clinton's 60th birthday party in 2006, um, you know, the Rolling Stones performed at it. Wow. Right? Yeah, Rolling Stones. And then um, the tw uh, the tw I'm reading from a Washington Post article from 2006. The 2,100 invitations began arriving this week. Weekend packages start at $60,000. Hint, $1,000 for every year of Clinton's age. Next is the vice chair package for those who contribute $100,000 or raise $250,000. Those who pledge $500,000 or more will, re will receive the, quote, birthday chair package which includes the backstage pass dinner and photo with clinton and platinum seating at the saturday dinner and the stones concert now given what we know about like you know clinton and epstein who was definitely there um i don't know what that five hundred thousand dollar package got you you know that the birthday chair package you know that sounds like it came with maybe your own like 14 year old uh this, this to entertain is, you for the weekend illuminati shit that's some Illuminati shit. Level a five hundred thousand dollar package that yeah. you're, like this is taking VIP bottle service to the freaking stratosphere, man. These yeah. people are so fucking depraved. It's kind of um insane, yeah. and and that they have no shame. Like they can do this stuff publicly, and nobody seems to give a fuck. Yeah, and they get to go out of polite society. Like you know, the funny thing is, I seen um. Like, this will never happen to the Obamas. They're kind of like, they're cult leaders at this point now, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. But, like, I, I I watched some dude confront Tucker Carlson in, like, a bookstore or something uh, out in, like, Wyoming or Montana or something crazy like that. And the dude was like, yo, you're a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> like I mean, like, that's to me, like, I wish this would happen to these folks more and more when they went out. Well, Obama would just never go out in a situation where like a random person could even walk up to him no you know? can't happen he's 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 in that rarefied air he's already home um you know people can continue to deify the guy but i think day by day he shows you that he's uh not great um 
Anyway, <laughs> that's our show for today. I uh, want to thank everybody for checking us out. Make sure you become a Patreon at patreon.com backslash count the dings to, uh, you know, be able to support all the things that we do over here. Make sure you listen in the Cinephobe. Make sure you listen into the Friday Mailbag. All of those things that we have on offer. Uh, we're going to see you guys next week. Uh, shouts to producer Sean, who's going on his own European excursion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so shouts to him. We wish him a safe travel. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's the show for today. See you guys. Peace. Later. <laughs>